Welcome to episode 23 of Bedtime Stories for Grown-Ups, a podcast that is created from the stuff of dreams. Once upon a time, if you were lucky, someone told you bedtime stories. Maybe someone read you books, or the same favorite book over and over. Or maybe someone made up your bedtime stories, telling you nonsensical things until you closed your eyes and let sleep take you away. These bedtime stories are the whimsical made-up kind, little scenes from dreamland to guide you there. There is no plot to follow, no sense to make of anything, just a sequence of images from beyond the consciousness of day to help you let go and drift into dreamland. There was a large group of us walking back from the wasteland. It was dark. In the sky in the distance, we could see a large see-through sphere. It looked like an enormous bubble floating there. But as it came closer, it looked more like a planet with a ring around it. And the ring was vacillating, thrumming. It looked like it was surrounded by dancing waves of light. Is everyone else seeing this? Someone should take a picture. There must be a lot of other people seeing this. We are very excited. The sphere is hovering quite near to us. It is very large. For a brief moment, it looked as if it was solidifying. Like a shimmering sphere made of beautiful swirling snowflakes. But then behind it, we could make out the shadow of a menacing dark tower with snipers. And then the sphere simply disappeared. Or rather, it seemed to dissipate, and then it was just gone. It was because of the sudden appearance of the looming dark tower full of nervous young soldiers. And then suddenly, there are more strange phenomena appearing in the night sky. Some are shaped like houses, and they land right in front of us. A small elderly woman came out of one of the houses, and we opened our arms to greet her. She asked if we would like to come inside, and we said yes. 
So we left our bags of groceries and gifts behind with the others and went inside, realizing as we stepped through the door that we might never come back. At first it was very much what it had seemed to be from the outside. But then the woman said she was just going to give us a breath of some new air. There was a puff of wind, and then things started to change. The space started to expand, and we saw there was another person there, an old man. Some remnant from another dream was on the roof, a violent thug, and he was about to beat the living daylights out of some poor young boy. Can we help him? The old man touched the ceiling with his stick and the boy fell through and landed in front of us. He was crying and scared. Don't be afraid, we said. They just turned metal to liquid for an instant to pull you through, away from that violent thug on the roof. The space was continually growing. And then we could see there were more people there in the growing space, way off in the distance. This was becoming another world entirely. We are full of awe and wonder. How did we get here? There are small children dropping out of the sky. One of them lands right in front of us. The children seem as bewildered as we are, looking around wide-eyed as though seeing everything for the first time. Somehow, we end up with a whole van full of these stray children. Sky children, we called them. We didn't know what to do with them. It was getting late, and the roads would be treacherous. We decided to drop in on some friends who lived in a farmhouse close by. We hoped that they would not be too inconvenienced by us, showing up with a van full of bewildered sky children. We went inside, and we were surprised to discover a baby elephant in the house. What is a baby elephant doing in here? At some point, Someone asked what we should do about the elephant in the room. And everyone thought that was very funny. This woman showed up and started following us around and lashing at us with a horse whip. It turned out that she had brought the baby elephant into the house. Why did she do that? 
Were there no mama elephants around to care for it? The poor elephant has a mouth full of plastic. We pull a couple of wads of plastic garbage out of its mouth and lie down with the poor thing. The baby elephant is very sad and lonely. The house we live in is leaking. It isn't just leaking. There's a steady stream of water running from the ceiling along the walls and all over the upper floor. This kind of serious leak could cause the whole place to suddenly collapse entirely. We need to fix it right away. Now large chunks of plaster are falling off the walls and ceiling. We need the drawings to fix it properly. And someone has hidden all of the drawings away. We are furious. Who has hidden away all the drawings? We are in a cool warehouse district that is some kind of artist's commune full of art studios and organic markets. It seems that in this place, clothing is optional. There is a swimming hole in the warehouse district between the artist studios and the edge of town. The townies don't go swimming when it is only six degrees and foggy. But we do. There is this one area of the neighborhood where you can always feel the presence of some sort of dark and brooding entity. It looks and feels different every time we walk past. We are curious and want to make our way down the dark alley to investigate. But maybe we shouldn't. If it is something truly sinister, we would not want it attaching itself to us and following us home. Especially if it turns out to be the dark and tormented soul of a brooding artist. We are pulling a couple of cats up the hill in a wagon. And we notice a bison coming in the opposite direction. He must be young because he is big but not enormous. He doesn't run away. He actually approaches us. He is curious about the cats in the wagon. We thought bison were supposed to be shy. Not this one. He wanted a closer look at us. We are even able to stroke under his chin. He lifted one leg a couple of times 
as though he were about to kick or flee. But he didn't. It seemed as though he wanted to tell us something, but he couldn't quite find the words. He had a very gentle soul. We are having a dinner party in an old house. Everyone has brought their own cutting boards, knives, and vegetables for chopping. Meanwhile, outside, it is raining so heavily that the yard has become a small lake and the house has now become an island. Who are those strangers swimming up the walkway? Do we have enough beds for everyone? No one will be going anywhere in these torrential rains. We are swimming with a whole host of sweet creatures in a flooded field. There are marine mammals and fish, but also bears and wolves and big cats and horses. We are trying to get the attention of the screen people. Look, look at this we are saying. Look at all of these beautiful animals swimming together with us here in this flooded field. But most of them don't hear us and the few that can still hear us look over in our direction but they cannot see their eyes can no longer focus on anything distant and we are too far away someone has left a baby unattended at the shopping mall so we pick her up and start dancing her around. At some point, we notice that we can lift both our feet off the ground and just kind of propel ourselves around, hovering a couple of feet off the floor and using our arms and bodies to navigate through the air. It feels like the most natural thing in the world. The people around us seem to be getting a little alarmed though. Now we are hovering past the checkout lines, showing off the beautiful baby to all the people waiting in line. But then we realize the baby's parents might be looking for her. So we take her back to the place where we had first found her. Her parents have not even noticed that she was gone. These lights are infused with sorrow. We have friends who work in the loneliness factory. In the loneliness factory, the lights are infused with sorrow. And the lights are always on.
We are in a large dwelling made of snow. There are many levels with long corridors and stairs and slides connecting them. We are running and laughing with the other children up the stairs and then sliding down tunnels to the floors below. We are having so much fun. But then we notice that it is getting warmer and the snow is getting soft. We realize that the whole place could come crashing down on us at any time. Now we are nervous and trying to find our way out as fast as we can. But we cannot find our way out. Now it has become a snow maze of endless corridors and tunnels that we do not recognize. We should have paid more attention when we first arrived. We are walking back along the road. We have to be careful because the drivers cannot see us and we are traveling in the same direction. We start running on the grass along the side of the road. The bats and the flying pigs are all going the other way, in the opposite direction. Some of them are flying with their babies on their backs. They seem to be fleeing from something. And then small birds start dropping out of the sky exhausted. The birds are so weak that we can just pick them up in our hands. They are starving. It is devastating seeing all of the birds falling out of the sky like that. We are not sure what it is that all the birds and animals are trying so desperately to get away from. But maybe we are going in the wrong direction. At some point, we saw some footage of the film they were working on. It was quite beautiful. It was just a sequence of shots of nature. Tree branches dancing in the wind. The sound of a breeze rippling through leaves. That kind of thing. Still, the images were poetic and serene. And filled us with a calm stillness that we had not known for a long time. There was an overturned rowboat pulled up onto a bank, and the water was lapping gently at the shore. Somehow, it restored our faith in humanity and gave us hope for the future.
Thank you for listening. Sweet dreams.